This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is going to be a special episode, so we're not going to be doing any news or, you know, what we've been playing, that kind of thing. This is our 2018 Game of the Year episode, and we were thinking maybe we're going to do it a little bit differently today. Um, We were going to maybe, instead of trying to come up with a definitive, you know, uh, list for the podcast, we were all just going to sort of just discuss our favorite games of the year. I think that's more beneficial, Uh, I think, you know sitting here and arguing for two or three hours over, you know, whether Red Dead or God of War is the best game of the year is not as uh, effective, I think. So, uh, Plus, there was a lot of stuff this year. <laughs> there, was that, there was that horse stable game. Oh, man, yeah, horse stable. So, I'm your host, Joseph Yaden, and I'm joined, of course, as always, by Chris Penwell. Hey, howdy. <laughs> God damn it. And I'm joined by Josh Nichols. Hey. How are things, Josh? Ah, oh, pretty good. So, um, does everybody have their definitive top ten list for this year for 2018? Oh, I do. Ready, ready to, go? to go? Okay. So, like I said, there will be no arguing. There will be no fighting. <laughs> there will be no name calling of any kind. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, so Chris, you had a little suggestion that I, I was kind of into. Um, what? So, tell us, tell us what you wanted to do here with our. Game of the year, game of the year list. Okay, so we, I wanted to mention more games. So I, I suggested that we should do the lower half of the top ten list by name only. Maybe mention a little, a few things, and then move on to the top five in more detail. Sure. And perhaps some of us will have a little bit of overlap with the, that bottom five versus somebody's top five. Yeah. So maybe some of those games will get covered anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how about this? How about we each go through our um, our top ten list and just sort of just present them, and then we'll kind of take it from there. What do you say? Okay, Sounds Josh, good. go ahead. Ooh. Okay. I'm kind of nervous to go first because I don't think you guys are going to agree with my list. <laughs> well, what did I say? I like my number. What did I say at the beginning of the show? I said there will be no fighting, there will be no name calling, <laughs> no arguing. I feel like my top five is probably your guys' bottom five. Well, that may be. I'm just kidding. But that's okay. But okay, are we okay? So from the bottom, uh, number ten. Are we going through the whole thing right now? Yeah, just just name them. Real okay, fast. just just put it right on the right on the fridge. Okay, uh, number ten for me is Overcooked Two. Um, I love the first one. Second one made a lot of improvements. Um, really fun game. Um, not fun by yourself. Do not buy if you don't have somebody to play with. That game is not fun by yourself. Okay. Number nine, Super Mario Party. Um, Mario Party has been kind of eh, for me before, but this one's great. Um, Celeste is my number eight. Uh, I'd probably be a little bit higher, but I haven't played a lot of it yet, but I really like it. Um, Dead Cells is my number seven. Ooh, pro choice. Um, <laughs> good, good game. Uh, number six, Tetris Effect on the PSVR. Uh, it's great. I love it. It's so good. All right, number five, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's my first Smash, but I'm really, really enjoying it so far. It's a lot of fun. Uh, number four for me is God of War. Um, number three, Red Dead 2. And then here's where people get upset. Uh, number two, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And uh, oh, hey, nice. number one, uh, Detroit Become Human. Wow, so Detroit is your game of the year. That is, that is unusual, oh, yeah. and I know some people who would probably crucify you for saying that, but we will not be doing that on this show. Um, next episode I like I, yeah list. I think that's a pretty interesting list there's I, there's a lot of games on my list on your list but just in different orders um, yeah. Chris what do you got 10 Super Mario Party yes um, I really all the mini games are solid oh yeah so yeah it's it, dude um, it's fun I keep telling people like if you didn't like Mario Party the last few entries get this one it's fun yeah totally uh, and they got rid of the dumb car persona... sorry 
No worries. Uh, nine, Persona 3 and 5, Dancing. Um, eight, Shadow of the Colossus. Seven, Florence. Six, Detroit Become Human. Five, Nino Kuni 2. Four, Red Dead Redemption 2. Three, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Two, Spider-Man. One, God of War. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, so there are a lot of games that are going to be overlapping here. Um, okay, so for my list, just really quickly, uh, number 10, Into the Breach. Number 9, Celeste. Number 8, Smash. Number 7, Detroit Become Human. Number 6, Dead Cells. Number 5, Monster Hunter World. Number 4, Pokemon Let's Go. 3, God of War. 2, Spider-Man. And number 1, Red Dead Redemption 2. So, Good. so yeah. Good list. So, yeah, those are our... So, I just wanted to get all of our top 10s ready for that. Um, and then, yeah, so we'll basically uh, start at the... At, the number five and then just work our way up to number one each and sort of get into it and basically can you know can we kind of can we briefly mention like hey i didn't play these games yet in case anyone's wondering why they're not even on our list or near it oh yeah yeah so like i don't think any of us played assassin's creed odyssey that much right no i didn't get a chance to play it yet. yeah so like i put maybe five or six hours into it and i really liked it i just you know just can't yeah it's time you know i haven't played spider-man or into the breach Okay. Um, or Monster Hunter World. Right. Like, I want to play all those. I just, you know, I just haven't yet. So I'm sure that's something you guys will, like, the listeners will hear me talk about next year. Um, I also haven't had a chance to play uh, Astrobot yet, even though I own it and it looks great. And, uh, um, oh, Four, Forza Horizon 4. Oh, I yeah. Play that yeah, that's yet. a big one. Yeah. And I know I'll enjoy that because I love 3. Right. But, yeah, so if, I just wanted to mention that in case anyone's like, wow, Josh didn't like Spider-Man at all. I just haven't gotten a chance yeah. to play it yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chris, you got any? Yeah, were there any that, that you um, feel like you missed <coughs> and that maybe should have been on your list? I feel like I should have played more of Dragon Quest Eleven. That looks um, so great. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I played, like, two or three hours, but I, I kind of, like... I kind of ran out of money, so I had to return. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, Battlefield Five, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Call of Duty, uh, that Odyssey, kind of thing. Call oh, of Duty, Pokemon. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, same. I As well. I haven't... I own it, but I haven't played it yet. I haven't even played the original okay. Shadow, so I need to play that soon. Yeah, it's... Shadow of the Colossus is interesting. It's... Uh, it... It's really sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, Chris. I just I just happened to remember. No, I, haven't, I haven't played that either. It's just such a lonely game. Like it's weird. It's really really weird. Um, okay, so why don't we why don't we start with Chris? Um, why don't Why don't you go okay. get into your top five a little bit, and we can all sort of discuss it. Okay, so my first one you guys probably haven't played is uh, Nino Kuni Two. Yeah, that's one uh, I missed. I just yeah. I, it's just an old school JRPG that I loved. Um, it's uh, combat is switched to action. Um, was so the first the one turn based? RPG. I didn't get it. Well, it was, it, it was, was kind of turn based. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Tales games a little bit, right? Where a little bit mixed. Yeah, with where it's like yeah. you you select your attack and then you like wait and then they do it, but they do it in real time. But you're still selecting the attacks. It's really interesting and weird. Uh, sorry, keep going. Uh, with Nina Kuni, so I just enjoyed building up a kingdom from scratch. Getting people to join my kingdom is very addictive. Um, the graphics are beautiful. So, so, um, um, it, the, it, just, yeah. so you can recruit like townsfolk or whatever to come to your. Oh, yeah. interesting. And so, like, do they? Do yeah, they each so, have different like abilities and things like that. Yeah, they add new stuff to your kingdom. So they do specific things like they they work in the fishery, they work in magic, they work in um, building weapons. And the more um, civilians you have in your kingdom, the more prosperous right. it is. So it's kind of rewarding to see your kingdom building up and up and up um, as the time as the game moves forward. And you basically it it's a ingenious way to put in side quests because you do side quests to get some right and did you play the first game at all okay yes so um within the first basically like 15 to 20 minutes of the first game i was in tears right because it's like a really emotional thing um did, did you notice at all like that the second game was as emotional or less emotional or more emotional like compare them it was it was still emotional um, 
but it was it was less so, I guess. You still felt something for Evan uh, as he was losing his kingdom, losing his family. But, but it's a little um, like less pulling at your heartstrings. It's less. Kind of thing. Uh, it's less in depth. The the story comes and goes. Um, there's mostly text uh, rather than. Oh, voice. that's right. So that was a yeah, there are fewer like cutscenes and things, right? I enjoyed the overall journey. It's, it's still fun and whimsical, and that's what I love in my JRPGs. Yeah, so, yeah. Nina Kuni two at number five. Uh, how about you, Josh? Um, so my my number five was uh, was Smash Brothers. I haven't played a lot of it yet. Excuse me. Um, I haven't played a lot of it yet. Um, I. It might have been higher up, maybe, you know, if I'd experienced more of it. But it's definitely in my five, and so that's why I put it at five. Um, it's really fun so far. Um, I haven't played Smash before, but I really like it. It feels – it's fun to play, and that's, you know, that's important. Yeah, and so as a newcomer, do you feel that, like, it's doing a good job of, like, um, being accessible for you? Um, yeah, I think so, because when I tried to check out Smash back on the GameCube um, back in, like, 2012 on my own, it – felt kind of i don't know it, it it didn't feel it felt like i needed to have played other stuff to know what's going on kind of thing you know it, it felt like it was made for just the existing fans and not so it didn't feel as accessible so yeah this one i like how i can pause it and i can see my attacks quickly um yeah um and man just the amount of content in that game is crazy we were oh it's it's staggering yeah we talked yeah. about that on on episode four but man like for 60 dollars and you get all this stuff and like you were saying like you know, there are other fighting games that would come out where you would get maybe a fourth of the content still for $60 and they would like charge you, you know, extra for everything else like as DLC or whatever. I think that to get all the stages and characters in this game, if another developer had made it and it wasn't Smash, I could see that I could see it being at least 150 or 80, at least I'm going to say at least $100 to get everything we have already, you know? Yeah. But Nintendo just threw it all in there. Yeah. And it seems like, we don't know yet, but it seems like what they're probably doing for DLC is probably going to be like, you know, offshoot characters that aren't as um, tied to Nintendo, which I think is a cool way to Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that that Joker from Persona is going to be in Smash is just like... If that's like if that's setting the the bar for like the rest of the characters, like oh man, I am on board. I am so yeah. on board because I'm really hoping that Banjo shows up. And with Nintendo and Microsoft getting along as well as they are, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in DLC. Yeah, there's a rumor that's a Dragon Quest characters in the next. Oh man, one. that would be interesting, huh? So yeah, and for Banjo, I remember I remember Phil Spencer saying that he you know would be interested. And in support of that happening. So I I could see Banjo definitely showing up at some point. Right. But yeah, I think think Smash is a a good pick and it's, I think it's the best Smash. I know that's controversial maybe and people might get mad at me saying that, but objectively, like, yeah, maybe everybody's favorite is Melee or whatever, but I think Smash Ultimate is, it just has the most content. It's the most streamlined, but also if you want to get really in depth with it, you can. Like, I'm I'm totally with you. I think Smash uh, Ultimate is fantastic. Um, Okay, so let's take a look at my number five here. For my number five, I've got Monster Hunter World. Um, Now, the thing with Monster Hunter, uh, the the series has notoriously been really, like, in-depth, and it kind of pushes back a little bit. Like, I remember the first time I played a Monster Hunter game, I was just like, nope, not for me. Too complicated, don't understand, the tutorials aren't very good, no thank you. That's my position. And so, for Monster Hunter World, I think it does the best at making it more accessible and like there are just even just the inclusion of like little tutorials next to everything like just stuff like that helps but then they've also like removed some of the like outdated features um and and one thing that's really cool is that there's this little um like firefly that will lead it'll basically lead you to your target um on the map and that's different than other games where you just kind of have to find it and like just know about the monster and know where it likes to hang out and yeah i mean maybe yeah that's a cool inclusion whatever but i think having the little firefly there to show you how to get there is a good addition and just i mean just the 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 support from capcom and like just how much they've been adding to it and i know on the last episode we talked about there's a huge expansion coming next year and then the witchers uh, or uh, Geralt from the witcher is going to be in there so yeah it's just really really 
I think the most streamlined version of the game that there is. I like the Soul Calibur players that are calling him Gerald. Oh, Gerald, yeah. I'm like, you guys are so off. Gerald of Rivia. Gerald, Gerald of Riviera. <laughs> That's his name. Um, but yeah, it's... It, so, and what's really awesome about the Monster Hunter series is just, like, how that that um, loop will just hook you immediately. Uh, it, I mean, if you get over that hump, right? And it's basically just... You go out, hunt a monster, get its parts from, you know, after killing it or whatever, or capturing it. And you can use those parts to craft new weapons, new armor, that kind of thing. But what happens is you'll craft this set, or maybe a, it's just a, a part of a set. You're like, oh man, I need like X in- ingredients or whatever to finish out this set here. Well, let me go hunt and hunt that monster again. So you go hunt it again and you get better at hunting that monster. Well, now you've got a full set and you're like, oh man, I can take on a harder monster. So then you go take out that monster, and then you're like, oh man, I did pretty well at that because of my new armor, and now I got his armor, or, you know, parts to make his armor. Let me do that again. And then you just keep going through that cycle. Um, so it becomes really addicting. I put probably like 150 hours into that game, um, which I don't know where I found the time to do that. But yeah, Monster Hunter World is really awesome, and I, I look forward to what Capcom is do, you know going to continue doing with uh, post-launch support for that. Um, I was reading Polygon's article. They're not doing a ranked top 10, but they're doing their, like, you know, top 10 games of the year. And uh, they have their number eight, like, not not ranked, but, like, their eighth game in the list is uh, is Monster Hunter World. And I was reading that the other day at work, and it, it was really, like, you've already talked about to me, but on top of that, reading that and hearing you talk about it makes me want to play it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, if, you, if you've ever been somebody who's been like, ooh, it seems like it's... It seems like it's something I would enjoy if I could just get past that that hump in the beginning. I think this is your best shot at doing that because of all of the like the little quality of life features that they've added and improvements. So yeah, definitely yeah. definitely check out Monster Hunter World if you like action RPGs. Um, it's had such a meteoric rise. Oh my god, yeah, it's, it's sold awesome. tremendously. Uh, so Chris, what is the next game you want to talk about? This will be, I guess, your number four game. Red Dead Redemption oh, 2. man. That's your number four game? Get out of here. That's my number four. <laughs> so, what what do you like about that game? Uh, I haven't played much of it yet, but... Uh, I'm not kind of stopping. Okay. Um, I haven't played much of the game yet, but uh, it's the, the storytelling is unmatched. <laughs> you know, it's very natural. Um, Rockstar games have, have been uh, very... Uh, creative with how they tell the story and how interactive it is um, how you can find random things as you're walking around the environment like for me um, I love games where the environment is like a major factor Yeah, and this this is a big aspect of Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, the I don't know, just, just uh, the character development already from like four or five hours in, you can already tell that Mar- um, that he. I was about to call him Marston, but <laughs> what's his uh, name? Arthur sorry? Morgan. Arthur Morgan. Arthur, Arthur Morgan. Morgan. Arthur Morgan. But yeah, Arthur Morgan. You can tell like he's already changed. Like he's 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 a bit more yeah um, accepting of others. You know, um, and it's uh, yeah. Rockstar's done an amazing job with this game. Uh, I can't really say much because I haven't. Played yeah. Enough. Well, and and that's the thing <laughs> that it kind of goes against Red Dead in that it's just so freaking big that in order to feel like you can, you know, accurately talk about it or whatever, you have to put like 60 hours into it or whatever, you know? Like, um, unless you're just like talking about little stories here and there. But like, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I I feel like the character, Arthur Morgan's character, at first he comes across as this just like, you know, typical Western protagonist who's whatever, just this meathead essentially. I'm gonna yeah, kill you. But like as you play the game, and I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> anything here, but as you play through the game, you find that not only is he like more complicated as a character, but just like y- you've never really seen a character been done like that before. And I know that's really vague, and I'm trying again, I'm trying not to spoil it, but there's basically like in the sort of last act of the game, something happens and you're like, Wow, huh, they did that. They went there. Okay, interesting. And just, you know, make make what you want of that statement. I, I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 is fantastic. Um, Josh, what's your number four? 
Um, so my number four is God of War 2018. I, I'm not incredibly far into it. You know, I may be like a quarter of the way through maybe. I don't know. I'm not super far, but um, it, I really like how it feels. Um, the God of War before was really, you know, boring to me. I, I, I don't want to upset people that no, like the other no, games. No, I'm with you, man. Those I, I no, tried I playing like them, and either. I was like, cool, this yeah. is just Castle Crashers, but violent. <laughs> Castle Crashers, <laughs> you, you but know, like, <laughs> I know there's more to it than that, but like, it felt like, I don't know, Streets of Rage or something, but on a bigger scale. It just didn't feel very, in, it wasn't, it didn't pull me in at all. It just was kind of boring. Um, But yeah, this one, I, I like how it feels. Like, you could reduce, you could, re- if you wanted to try to describe it, uh, it, the combat could be reduced to sounding boring. You know, it could sound hack and slashy, but for me, the, the combat is really satisfying. It feels really good. Like, I love throwing that fucking axe and having it come, not only hit an enemy in the front of the head, but then, like, when it comes back around, <laughs> just smacking them right in the... You know, yes. it just... <laughs> yeah. And I've taken yeah. out some enemies by just throwing that axe and running around the map, and it's so fun. Yeah, man. It, um, it, it is so satisfying to, to throw that yeah. axe around. The combat, the characters... um, I've heard people compare it to The Last of Us in, uh, in like, in kind of a, to its detriment. But, I mean, hey, you want to compare anything to The Last of Us, I'm in. You know, like, I, I kind of, the way I, the way, the comparisons that I think uh, come from The Last of Us, um, at least where I'm at in the game, I think, are, it feels like, um, it feels like a, a mature story told with believable characters that you care about. And, you know, I'm down with that. Yeah, and it's sort of like, like you said with the old, with the older games, like, Maybe we didn't care about Kratos as much then, but in this game, it's like, oh, wow, like, Santa Monica Studios made me care about this character who I previously didn't give a shit about. I previously thought was a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, before, he seemed like, he seemed like, he's just missing a UFC hat, and, yeah. like, he needs to, <laughs> just saying bro a lot, I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I think. Didn't care about him at all before. I think that that's kind of a remarkable achievement, too, because of how bland that old version of kratos was you know like he made they made me care about kratos as much as i care about nathan drake and joel and that's 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 huge right i mean yeah no exactly before he was just kind of a, a meathead you know he was he was kind of like i don't want to compare to marcus phoenix i think marcus phoenix from gears of war had more depth yeah to him than than kratos did back then but i'm just saying he was in that kind of category exactly yeah so um speaking of over the top violent games where you're fighting gods um my number four is pokemon let's go (laughs) no um man i just really i i think that game is man it like it's like they modernized it i guess is a great way of putting it like yeah it's so much fun. yeah and i've put a lot of time into the older pokemon games and i know like you know people have a special place in in their hearts for those games or whatever but like man the modernization of of let's go and the integration between go i think it's just so freaking cool and i remember when they first revealed it and we all got to look at what the game was actually going to look like we were all like blown away we we're like dude that game it looks not jagged and wow that's amazing that yeah. it looks good um and it's just like so charming and i love just exploring the, the little cities and talking to the weird characters and then of course it's addicting to collect the pokemon and everything and yeah, they made catching Pokemon fun. Yeah. And, like, back in the day, I used to put off my Pokedex until, like, Endgame. Right. Whereas now, the reason I haven't finished it yet, but I've already got, like, 37 hours into it or something, is because I find myself, like, you know what? I'm going to go catch a whole bunch of this Pokemon for the candies to level this up. Or I'm going to go catch a whole bunch of Pokemon to add some Pokedex entries. Right. One thing I love doing, I'll get a whole team of six Pokemon that um, just need to evolve once or twice to increase my Pokedex. And I'll go catch Pokemon that I haven't caught yet. And while doing that, I'm like, you know, double increasing my Pokedex. Because you get more experience points from catching, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. And and especially if it's something you haven't caught before. And Yeah, like, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, and like, but it's but it doesn't feel like it like combat is left out or whatever. Because you still, there's a lot of combat. Like, where you're, you know, still doing the turn-based RPG mechanics that you're used to. But, man, it's just like, when you describe it, it doesn't sound like it would work as well. But it's like... It's so great. I hope I hope the next game is a lot like it. Um, maybe just a little bit more in depth or whatever. But man, yeah, Pokemon Let's Go. They took some of the aspects that used to make us roll our eyes and made them fun. Yeah, and I think that's big. You know. Yeah. And people give a lot of crap towards Pokemon Go, but I think 
what this game got from Pokemon Go is that fun nature of catching Pokemon again. Right. Mm-hmm. It's also brilliant because it's creating a bridge between a very, very casual, and I'm not putting them down, but a very casual toes-in-the-water Pokemon audience that yeah. are just playing Pokemon Go. And they might be like, ooh, I might want to check that out. We already have a Switch anyway because of these games over here. And then guess what? You just increased your purchase base for Pokemon uh, 2019 by like 10, 15%. You know, like that's, it's a really smart move for them to release this first. Yeah, and it's a, it's, it's a really like meaty experience too. Like, like you said, you put like 37 hours and you're not even close to being finished. Like, man, like if you, if you went and collect all 150 or whatever, like it would take you like 50 hours or so, maybe even more. So yeah, and like I'm I'm only to uh, self company. Oh, okay, yeah. But like I've got like you know forty some odd hours into it, but that's because you know I'm I'm not trying to rush. I'm actually enjoying my time. Um, yeah, yeah, and like I my wife's like she's enjoying it too, but she's had a little bit of a laugh before because I'll come home from work and I'm like, hey, I got some lists made up for what we should trade tonight because she's got the other one. Oh, that's. I'm funny. like, I need to. Uh, <laughs> I need to trade you my Kadabra and my Haunter, and then I need you to give them back to me because I want them. Uh, I need my Gengar and my Alakazam. You know, and she's just like, okay, that's and she's laughing because, like, I'm just all in. You know, it's fun. Yeah. So, um, Chris, what is your number three game of the year? I'll be brief because we mentioned this before, but Super Smash Bros. Ultimate oh, okay. is my number three. Uh, yeah, I, I just love this game. I've loved Smash Bros. since the Nintendo 64 the game mechanics are just so solid. And the additions to this game, like King K. Rool, who I thought was a lame character at first, is actually super man, awesome. I can't wait to... I need to get um, the amiibo of him, too. I love King Man, K. he K. looks yeah. so funny. He's, like, fat and just... What, is he, like, an alligator or whatever? Like, what is he? He's just a big old chonky <laughs> alligator. From Crocodile. Crocodile. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Crocodile. He's a crocodile. Um... That's a bad Australian accent. My apologies. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate has a lot of stages and characters that she's just so and that music. Oh man, to play. Yeah, and I love Unlockables, and this has a ton yeah. of them. Yeah, so. and that music. Oof. Yeah, yeah, a ton of great music. Um, so yeah, since we since we already talked about Smash, we don't want to get too much further into that. Um, yeah. Josh, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is Red Dead Redemption Two. I'm not super far into it. I'm like a couple hours in, but like I'm I'm in, I'm enough into it to know that I'm invested in this. I'm enjoying it. Um, like we talked about on episode like three uh, last week, um, the the combat I, I really enjoy. Like everything everything in that game feels meaningful and fun, even if skill isn't the basis for why some stuff may not be fun. For example, I don't think there is a ton of skill in the gunplay because they they have some aim assist and stuff but that isn't the point of the combat the point of the combat i think is more the experience slash the story elements and slash just the situation that you're going through um yeah and there's still some skill with it i'm just saying you know the aim assist certainly um takes a little bit of that edge off but it's because that's not the whole point the red dead's just this big puzzle you know and and there's just so many facets on why there's more than one reason why each element is enjoyable and i love how layered it is and there's just so much to everything right um yeah and yeah and i actually i remember i think you mentioned a couple weeks ago that you you really like the combat um and yeah i do it's fun and it's interesting because a lot of people that that's like their least favorite thing you know they're wrong they're wrong (laughs) they're wrong (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know um i like gta 5 a lot and it's like the only gta i've really liked and um uh, so I'm, I'm saying that because I don't know if the combat is in GTA Five is it's, a problem for people or not, but it feels like that to me, and I like it. Yeah, no, I I don't remember people. It's smooth. I don't know. I don't remember people complaining about the combat in GTA Five as much as they do Red Dead. I think what it. I haven't played the first Red Dead in case that has anything to do with it. Is the combat from Red Dead One like way different? Um, it's it's definitely closer to Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, it's it's similar, of course, but like I think that the hang up though is just that people like the game is so good that like they have to find something to like critique about it of course like if you're if you're like reviewing the game or whatever and you have to have a critique for it i do think that the combat is its weakest point but that saying that the combat is the weakest point in red dead redemption 2 is it's still pretty good like it's still you know what i'm saying like it's still a fantastic game so here's my thing 
Magical Mystery Tour is one of the Beatles' weakest albums, <laughs> and it's got Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane on it. So if if that's the company we're you know we're throwing Red Dead Two in with, that's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like, a good point. Its weakest element is still fucking right. Great, yeah, that's a great opinion. point. Yeah, the Beatles, the Beatles' worst album is still a Beatles album. So it's still right, and that's how I think a bad Zelda is, quote unquote, yeah, or yeah, a, yeah. a bad Rockstar game is. Like it's it's still a Rockstar game. It's still Red Dead Two. Yeah, the combat might not be perfect for some people, but it's still enjoyable, and I think that's what's important. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, it's great though. I'm excited. I'm going to be spend a lot of time this year, this next year playing. Oh man, it. you're going to spend a. But lot it's definitely of my number time. three for sure. Yeah. Um, so for me, my number three is actually God of War. Um, so I had a, an interesting time with that game because I beat it in two sittings. Um, I just oh man because I had to. I was reviewing it for a website, and I just like plowed through it, and. It's interesting because I feel like even if I wasn't reviewing it, I probably would have plowed through it anyway because I just could not put it down. Um, yeah. And it's one – do you ever, like, play a game and you're like, okay, this is fine, and then you come back, like, months later and you're like, I don't even know what I was doing. I don't remember the controls for this game. Mm-hmm. I might as well restart. I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to just yeah. get through it, not because I was, like, getting it over with or whatever, but, like, I just – I wanted to make sure that experience was all, like, one package and I didn't – and with an experience that detailed, it's nice for everything to be able to benefit and build off of each other. Yeah, but man, you know, it'd be like if you split up Arrested Development, like an episode a month <laughs> type thing. It's it's like that. Right. Like God of War, it, it 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 communicates the entire time to you on a lot of different levels. So being able to have it in a short burst like that is is good, or a long a long two two sessions is great. Yeah, and like so, one thing that a lot of people I don't know that they I don't hear them talk about as much is the pacing. I think the pacing is like it like yeah it's like a 25 hour game but it like it doesn't feel like it like every everything feels like meaningful and stuff and like you know like the first opening fight uh it, it like pretty much happens like right away or like you know within maybe like the first hour or so and then after that first fight happens you're like oh that's what this game is okay i'm on board for this and then, yeah. and then, like, you go through, and, like, there are just these, like, little moments that are so memorable. Like, of course, that ending, that, that big reveal, you know, and then, and then when you, and then when you go back to the house, that reveal, that's pretty cool. I don't want to spoil, but there are just these, like, characters and these moments in that game that I feel like, aside from the, you know, immaculate gameplay and aside from the fantastic storytelling, there are just these, like, memorable characters, like, um, the, what's the lady, the, she's the what's her name she's like a witch or something anyway i think she's really cool um of course mimir is fantastic like who would have thought that in an action game one of my favorite parts would just be rowing around in a boat so i can hear stories from this head that's attached to your waist like it's really weird right and and like just the voice acting and oh man it's so beautiful that game i so it's not my game of the year, but when people tell me it's their game of the year, I'm like, of course, sure it is. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I have no um, argument. One thing I think that's that should be said about this too, piggybacking off, piggybacking off your um your pacing comment. I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of games, the biggest thing a lot of games get wrong. Oh yeah. is pacing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially... They'll have a lot of things that don't feel meaningful or, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Okay, yeah, this was cool the first time and now the 30th time. And I, I think there's something to be said about them getting that yeah. right. And I think games should take note of that. Yeah, and especially, like, in a game that's pretty good. Like, like w- what usually happens is that there's a game that's pretty good and then there's, like, one section that's just shitty. And you're like, God, that, that like, ruined it. Be- it. Not the whole experience, but, like, it ruined the pacing. Like, one example is, like, Resident Evil 7. That game is, like almost perfect but then you get to that freaking boat section and you're just like what were you thinking i don't know if you guys have played yeah that was I bad know. i got one for you i'm gonna yeah, set a tier i'm gonna pour out a 40 ready what do you got wind waker's <laughs> stupid <laughs> oh quest yeah hey but they fixed it that game's pacing is so good until you get yeah there. they fixed it in the um, wii u version yeah they did yeah. it's a lot better but man that game was just like you know everything was just clicking pacing wise then that happened yeah. it's like why is this here and the answer is padding they didn't have time to finish some dungeon before they wanted to release it, and so they did that. Yeah, maybe. If I remember correctly. Yeah. And that's so, like, weird for Nintendo. They're usually, like, the antithesis of that. But, yeah. But yeah. anyway, God of, Pacing, God of War. being right. Is yeah, cool. the God of War, man. Like, like that whole game is just like, man, like, okay, that was fun, and this has meaning, and it, like, everything was different. Like, man, what a great game. Um, it's weird calling that God of War. I always call it Murder God, because that's what my wife calls <laughs> Murder Kratos. Murder God, yeah. Because <laughs> that's just what he is, is the Murder God. Jesus Christ. 
Um, so Chris, what is the, let's see, I guess this would be your number two game. Yeah. Your number two game. Yep. So speaking of great pacing, um, my number two game is Spider-Man. Oh man. What a good game. Yeah. Oh, amazing game. Uh, once again, excellent, excellent graphics. Like they've captured New York city so Mm -hmm. well and Spider-Man's movements and, how fluid his attacks are and how he swings through the city is just I was surprised they didn't win anything. Like yeah, I heard nothing was, but was... people just gushing over this game, you know? Well it's I thought it was gonna win action adventure like I said but like during that episode, but oh my god. Yeah. Like it deserved so much more than it got. And and man, how about that voice acting in those characters, like outside of just swinging around, like Yeah, Yuri Lowenfall killed it. He absolutely killed it as Peter Parker. He's the definitive version of that character. Um, his quipping was <laughs> fantastic. It's so funny. So yeah, funny. and like I, um, I really just love how that game feels. Like I feel, I feel like yeah. getting that right in a Spider-Man game is so important, right? Because like you, you know immediately, right? If it's if it's gonna if you're gonna play it for a while because of how it feels, and if they don't get that right, then it's basically done. And man, just right away, like you jump out that window and you're swinging immediately. And what I really like about that game is just how like it, it, there's a little bit of skill involved with the swinging. Like you have to kind of know what you're doing, but you never feel like you're going to like hit a building and like just totally stop or whatever. Like I know there were a couple other Spider-Man games where you could actually swing into a building and just you'll stop. You'll like bounce into it, you know? And with this, it's like you always feel like you're moving forward, and that's so important. Like I'm really glad they kind of uh, changed it so that you always feel like you're in control, but also never feel like you're gonna be stopped by anything or whatever. So, yeah. And it, just like God of War, it elevated um, the Spider-Man games by introducing more emotion, more emotional stories that Peter Parker is known for. Right? Like he he's dealing with um, like being maybe losing his aunt or yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) and uh, no that's a spoiler sorry um but like he's dealing with so much stuff so many enemies are like encroaching around him um and he's also dealing with like um his rent as well right so there's a lot going on in his um in his uh, story um yeah definitely a pro choices here and that's just a testament of how good this year is that it didn't win anything like Think of how good yeah. Spider-Man yeah, is good point. Yeah. that it that it still wasn't the best game of the year. Uh, well, according to other people, you know. So, yeah, that's how good this year has been. Um, Josh, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee. Uh, with, I won't go into it too much because you and I discussed it more thoroughly a few minutes ago. But, yeah, it's just it's it's really, really fun. And uh, I'm proud of myself because uh, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, uh, I remember everybody throwing a fit and saying it was going to be stupid and terrible and they're ruining Pokemon. And I just told myself, you know what? I think this looks fun. I'm not going to judge this at all until I play it. And, you know, I think that's the best way to approach things because got it the day it came out. Um, my wife and I were actually sharing a Switch. We plan on getting a second one since it's, you know, portable too. Um, but we were just kind of waiting, uh, putting it off. And then, like, Pokemon was like, okay, it's time. So we pre-ordered her the uh, like the Switch, uh, the special edition one. Oh man, that that so she's actually thing got looks the, so freaking awesome! Oh yeah, my God. so she got that and the Pokeball, and yeah, it's it's the, and that 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 docks what we have hooked up in the living room now, and it's it's so great. But yeah, um, it's just it's fun, and like that's why I play games, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they're they're they can be an escape sometimes. They can be um, an immersive story at times, but ultimately, what it's about is: am I having fun? Am I enjoying myself? Mm-hmm. And in, 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 in case anyone's like, well, I like playing stuff that's really hard, like Dark Souls. You're still enjoying it, though, right? Like, that's well, still some the people. Point, is you're having, <laughs> some people. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, no matter what, though, like, you're not playing games for any other reason. No matter what your reason is, is to have fun. And that's what this game is for me. It's it's fun. And I think Nintendo was really smart by not marketing it too hard. They pretty much were just like, this is happening. It's, it's, it's Pokemon. They didn't really try to, like, really, I don't think, really push it on anybody. They just kind of were like, this is happening. And it's it's... It's it's really fun. I really enjoy it, and I would encourage anybody that's like really not sure on it just to watch some videos on it, or you know maybe you know Redbox it if you're in a region that has Switch games at Redbox or, or GameFly, whatever. Just just try it because a lot of people judge this game before they even it was even out, 
and like it's it's a fun game it's, so that's my number two i realize it might sound funny to some people because it's above like dead cells and celeste and god of war and red dead and smash but it's fun and that's and that's what I want in a and, game. And um, you mentioned you got the the Pokeball. Can you talk a, quickly a little bit about the the Pokeball? Yeah, I I don't. Um, um, it came with my wife's Switch. I've used it a little bit, but she she's used it a lot more than me. But I don't get all the complaints. I remember Polygon saying, and Polygon's one of my favorite go to sites. I remember Polygon saying like, you know, it doesn't feel super comfortable, and there's there's only like so many buttons. You don't need any buttons to play a game. It's Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it. 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 It's. I mean, yeah. Don't play Dark Souls with it or whatever. But like, <laughs> it's. Yeah. Somebody's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like for for Pokemon, it's fine. You've got a joystick. You've got like an A button, and um, I, I don't remember. I have to hold it to remember. But you you're able to do what you need to do. Like there's enough buttons to select, uh, like menu and um move around and, and cancel like that's all you need it's a it's a kind of a more basic turn-based rpg you don't need it to be that crazy but yeah no it's comfortable it feels good um the catching mechanic um i haven't done with the pokeball but it's it's the same exact it feels the same way as it does for my wife's that is like using the joy con when you're playing on the tv yeah um and so it's that catching mechanic in itself isn't perfect. It's an it's already flawed. Um, it's not any more flawed or any less flawed with the Pokeball. Yeah. It's 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 just like playing in the TV of the Joy-Con, but you're holding a Pokeball. So it's not perfect. Um, so so I I've been using it a little bit, and my I I agree with everything you said. I just have one minor complaint. It's the okay. So there's like the the white circle part in the middle of the ball. You know, when when you click it in, it it's like I don't know. I I'm really i'm really particular about my controllers and so like if you press the top button there's a red button on the top if you press that in it's sort of squishy and like it it just kind of like easily goes down but when you click the white part you have to like really click it in and when you click it in yeah i wish it i do wish it was more clicky yeah yeah it's like it's like really clicky and so i i kind of wish it was like a little bit squishier kind of like the red button on the top um because it actually was like hurting my thumb pressing it in so much and I know maybe that's just me with my little baby hands or whatever, but, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I get that. That that's a fair criticism. Yeah, but um, I think the amount of criticism it received versus you what know, it is, how it actually yeah, is, yeah. Is, 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 is unbalanced. But I mean, and it came with the Mew. I mean, my wife's one that's got the Mew. I don't have the Pokeball. I had to trade it to me and trade it back for my Pokedex. You don't need that for completion, but I want. Oh, it. that's right. But um, yeah. and Mew's like level five, which is you know that's how he should be because then you can level him up and stuff. Right. But um, I think I don't remember. But he's a low level. Um, but yeah, I mean it's fun and it's uh with with the game. If you if you get the bundle with the game, it's a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. If you get the Pokeball without, I think it's uh like fifty instead of it translating to forty. If you buy the bundle, right? Yeah. Um, and just a quick shout out to Nintendo too because they didn't charge anything more for her Switch being a special edition or themed Switch. It is literally the cost of the Pokeball game bundle and a console. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really cool because they could have been like, ah, it's Pokemon. We're going to add an extra 50 bucks or whatever, but they, they didn't. It literally cost the same as if we went out and bought a Switch and, those, and you know, that bundle. Right. So. so, yeah, that's that's your number two. Um, so my number two, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about something that we haven't discussed uh, about that game because we already said that the traversal is awesome and the characters are great and just, you know, sort of a... Uh, one of the best performances of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man that we've seen. But for me, that game actually hits home really hard because there's uh, one thing that you mentioned, Chris, is that, um, you know, Peter Parker is struggling to pay his rent and there's a section where he actually is like out of a job or whatever because of the whole thing that's going on with Otto Octavius. Um, And actually at the time I was out of a job while I was playing that. And so it was really, it wasn't planned or anything. Like I just, I, yeah. And so I was playing through this game and, you know, there's that section where Peter loses his job and he's just like, oh man, what am I going to do? And so he's like working to figure it out, you know, and like he's struggling and I'm sitting here in real life struggling and I'm like, oh man. And, you know, he's talking with, with uh, uh, Mary Jane and she's sort of encouraging him and, you know, talking with the, his loved ones and, and they're sort of, you know, trying to be positive on it and it ultimately works out. And I think me being in that rut I was in and playing this sort of positive experience and like, you know, uplifting kind of deal helped me a lot during that time because, um, you know, 
not being without a job is no fun. Right. And like, you know, I was, I was doing what I could to try to get a job and, and I feel like, uh, playing through Spider-Man really helped me with that. So I know that's like a personal bias and that's something that not, not everybody experienced, but just for me, like kind of like, I know a lot of fathers really, um, gravitated towards God of War for obvious reasons. Right. Well, like for me, like Spider-Man just really hit me at the perfect time. And I don't know that I would have made it through that time as positively as I did without Spider-Man. So I'm always going to remember that experience. Um, plus, you know, it feels awesome. It play, It's like, you know, the combat's awesome and just everything we've already discussed about how freaking great that game is. Um, the best superhero stories are when superheroes are down mm-hmm. to earth and you can relate to I think that's why yes. Spider-Man and Iron Man are so, so popular. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're people. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like, who can relate to a guy who's flying through the city? Well, or Batman. Yeah, too. yeah. But like, but yeah, when he's like, "Oh man, am I gonna be able to pay rent this month?" Like, that was me. You know, I was like, "Oh shit, what am I gonna do?" Like, yeah. so yeah, I think that's really powerful, and I think that uh, is it's worth mentioning. Aside from how good the gameplay is, how good the story is, you know, that kind of thing. I haven't played it yet, but I just wanted to ask you guys. I, I, I intend to, but how does that compare to the Arkham games? Is it like as good, better? Um, so uh, Chris, I'll let you. Uh, In terms uh, of quality, Chris, I'll let you answer too. But um, for me, the Arkham games are really like, like the the aesthetic is really interesting, and I think the the sort of um like an environment and like the the atmosphere is really cool because it's this like dark and um you know it's always like raining and stuff in gotham or Ar- i guess it's arkham um and i really like that a lot and i just love this like dark and i i people always say like gritty or whatever and like that, that i think that's true to batman but but my issue just is that you know after three games of just this tone of oh man this is a serious dark batman it it does kind of get like a bummer sometimes a little bit just in terms of tone. So like, I really like that in Spider-Man sometimes it does get really dark, but then other times he's making jokes and like, there's a good balance there. And just in terms of that, I feel like I really, I I like Spider-Man a lot that it has a a lot of different sort of themes and, and it's not all just this one tone the whole time. What, what, What do you think about it, Chris? There are some of that, yeah. Um, they both use gadgets, they both use hand-to-hand combat, but I think it makes more sense of Spider-Man, and it feels, uh, I don't know, like, more bouncy, if that's yeah. a yeah, Spider- right term. Spider-Man you know what I mean? likes, to, yeah. he likes to be more aerial. Flashy, yeah. yeah. It's more yeah. flashy. But yeah. it, I, I think the Batman games are, f- like, freaking so good so 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 good but yeah ultimately i think i prefer spider-man only by a little bit though only by a little bit yeah so you don't think it like quote unquote like ruined those games like it's hard to go back to them you just think that it pushed the bar even farther um no i don't think it ruined it i think you could still go back and play batman and stuff like that but the they're both different to me but one thing that i do think spider-man does a lot better is um the accessibility of the collectibles um like Mm. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. those fucking Riddler trophies. Right, yeah, so, like, the Riddler trophies in Batman, like, they're cool. Like, I really like what they do, and I like how... Um, but they're also stupid. Well, some of them are, <laughs> some of them are stupid, but, like, you're... Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Arkham City. You know, you, you find all 200 Riddler, or however many it is. It's a shit ton of Riddler trophies, and some of them are interesting, but a lot of them are just tedious. And then you get to the end, and... The whole climax is you just like overhearing the Riddler getting like arrested or whatever over the over your headset or whatever. Mm. So like it's not that rewarding. And plus it's like you have to have a guide pulled up and it's all this work. Whereas in Spider-Man, you're just like swinging around and you're like, oh, there's a backpack over there. You go grab the backpack and like on your way to the backpack, there's a like a crime that happens or something or you see a landmark or whatever. Like there are all these collectibles throughout the city, but you don't need a guide because they're all on your map, you know? And and right. you and it's just like so easy and like it's like addicting almost to just like swing around and grab them. And the the collectibles are way more meaningful as well because they add like an element of like what he's done in the past. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a little yeah, and there's I a little bit that. of that in yeah. Batman, but like the Riddler trophies are all just like the Riddler's just crazy and he's just you know scattered all these collectibles throughout that that you have to find just because you know. So, but yeah, I think they're both awesome, and I think they both have their merits. I just, I think I do prefer Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I was just talking about Spider-Man. Okay, so I guess this is our, 
this is all of our number one game of the year choices here. So I'm yeah. This is it. So I'm gonna take it over to Chris. What's your number one game of the year for 2018? My number one game of the year is God of War. Oh man, I've heard <laughs> of it. Um, and I never thought that like before 2018. I was like, yeah, God of War, whatever, it's gonna be fun, I guess. But this. Like I was really surprised by how great, like how I like Kratos, and how I can appeal to his story, and how can I appeal to this relationship between this this father and son. Like I never thought, like I would be this attached to his story. Um, the combat is, uh, if uh, no overused word, but it's visceral. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, and. Like all the little details, like the rumble when like the axe comes back to your hands, like it's just so satisfying. Um, and I, I love the skill tree. Oh man, yeah, uh, we didn't even talk about the skill tree before. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the little puzzles with your axe as well are um, are genius. And like you said, like the ending, and it's so satisfying. Yeah, and it, it and it's, it's sort of like yeah. I mean, it sort of makes everybody excited about. The next one right because obviously yeah oh I'm obviously there's gonna be a next one especially with that ending right and man like yeah, what are they gonna yeah. do how could they top that so yeah so, so that that's kind of my only concern like the you know this god of wars is, is like damn near perfect right like how like it has to be at least as good if not better right two player god uh, of War. i don't know <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think that's the best thing I could say about that. We kind of already touched on it, of course, more and more detail. But you, may, they made me care about Kratos. Like that's 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 huge. Like that's really cool. I never yeah. would have guessed that in a million years when they first announced God of War. I remember thinking that looks graphically cool, but I probably won't play. Yeah, it. you know. And we talked about amazing soundtracks before last uh, episode, but this soundtrack by Bear McCreary Oh yeah, didn't he? What did, what else did he work amazing. on? It's he phenomenal. worked on something else. Um, yeah, Battle yeah, Star yeah, Galactica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a great sound! Oh man, just that chant, the like, the sweeping oh. scores, the sound, the the, the chants. Just, oh, oh, and I, oh. we didn't even touch on the single camera shot. Oh yeah. my god, single camera shot! Is I've never seen. Too. I don't think I don't know that a game that's ever done that before. At least like a three D sort of game. Um, man, like the whole game, it takes place from I guess the, it's the point of view of Kratos and Atreus. So like, whenever there's like a bad guy on the other end who's like. I guess you have to fight them or whatever. Like you don't know what they're doing on that end. Everything you experience is when Kratos and Atreus experience it for the first time, which is so like you're limited to what they can, right? What they exactly. Know. Whereas like in other God of War games, you the camera would cut to like you know the giant monster, and you'd be like, okay, that's the monster I'm gonna face. I know that now, and when I go face them, I'll be a little bit more prepared. But with it, it's like. You, you just stumble upon a freaking gigantic ass snake and you're like is that thing gonna kill me uh what <laughs> like yeah so really really I, I that single camera shot man it gets me every time so that is your number one game of the year josh what is your number one game of the year um so mine's mine's Detroit become human um i just really really like this like when i finished it i was like well that's that's my game of the year and i was like it could change a lot of stuff coming out but hey and and one thing i just want to point out too don't be apologetic about your game of the year if you if if it's your game of the year you fucking stand on a rooftop and you say detroit is my fucking game of the year (laughs) fuck god of war no what (laughs) yeah no i just no fuck the yeah fuck the oscars yeah (laughs) No, I just, I think a lot of people were, like, kind of down on it because, like, oh, it's just a, you know, Quantum Dream game or whatever. But, like, I mean, I, I, it's the only one I've, I, it's the only game by them I've played. And, you know, I really like it. I thought it was really fun. Um, I, 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 I really like Polygon. I've said this before. But they had some article about uh, Detroit. I'll try to find it. We could link to it or something. But they had some article talking about how, like, they think it just missed the mark and was trying to be more clever than it was. And it was trying to you know, discuss, uh, you know, A, while failing to do... I Look, I think it achieved what it set out to do. I think it was fun. I think there was kind of a bit of meta involved because, like, you're playing a game, but, like, you're, you're simulating real life, too, kind of thing, you know? I don't know. I just thought it was really fun. I, I really liked the characters. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite. Like, Marcus was great. I can't remember her name. Kara. Uh, Kara. Kara. I was thinking Carrie. Yeah, Kara. Kara was great, but man, Connor was like, he was 
he was the man. Like I was so I I wish he would have at least won a, a voice actor of the year because his performance was so great. Um, yeah, he was right on that line between human. But yeah, not, so which so I that's a, that's perfect. an interesting thing. So like a lot of times um, when there are performances, um, for the most part, I, I think you know. Uh, people do a, an okay job at it but sometimes they can sound a little bit robotic you know but in this case it's like he was trying to sound robotic but then also like mm. sort of morph into human and as you play through the game like when he first starts out he's like totally a robot you can totally tell but like as you play through it he starts to become more human as the title suggests and Okay, I was waiting to make that yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I just, I think that gradual, like, ramp up of, like, how, like, human the performance is, is really cool. Like, they could have totally just been like, okay, he's a robot up until this point here, and then starting now, then he's a human. But it's, like, gradual, right? And he, like, picks up on little, like, human nuances and little, like, little things we do. And, man, just that, like, the banter between him and uh, his partner. I forget his name. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, Mis- yeah, 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 Mr. Krabs, or the, the guard from uh, Shawshank. Um, yeah, uh, Hank. Yeah, Hank. Yeah, Hank's his name. Yeah, yeah. Hank's name. Man, just that banter is so freaking good. Like, like yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I... I think the people who played it and were like, oh, it's just, it doesn't have anything to say or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, maybe it's not a profound message or whatever. Like, but it's still freaking cool. Like... I don't know, man. I, I, I maybe there. Uh, Why can't a story be a good story? Why can't it just be a good? Yeah. Thing? <laughs> well, and I, I felt like to... the. I, I felt like this really, really, really raised the bar for. I call them narrative games because I think walking simulator is a bullshit. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Title yeah. or description, but no. I, I think I think it's a, it really raises the bar for narrative games. I think this, until dawn, and like uh, Oxenfree uh, are, are examples of a couple of games that have like shown like look. This is what you can do with this genre. And uh, I think it's just, it did really, really well. I felt involved. I didn't feel like I was just making some choices in the backseat of a story. I felt like I was there. Yeah. You know? And man, when you get to the end of, uh, of each level and you can see all the possible outcomes, you're like, I yeah. totally totally miss that whole thing forever i'm not going to be able to do that because of one little decision like that's really cool and it makes you want to go back and replay so yeah man detroit i think is so awesome and i think and it's completely different yeah. as well if you're uh if you become deviant earlier than, than yeah <laughs> so um i can't remember what i did what the options are to go deviant or to stay as a robot right okay yeah I mean, I went full on deviant. I was like, this is what Connor wants to do. This is what we're in. <laughs> yeah. Do. And I, I had to become deviant because whenever I became deviant, my buddy Hank and me got closer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So- also, shout out to Hank's dog. <laughs> His dog was yeah. great. Yeah. So, man, if that's your game of the year, then you should say it proudly because I think that game is fantastic. My brother-in-law was here uh, during Thanksgiving. He was, he was a teacher and he was off for like uh, that week. Um, so he got here the weekend, uh, that weekend before that week. And, uh, he bought a PS4 while he was here. He just had an Xbox one switch and PC before. And uh, he was thinking about buying a, a PS4, but then, and then they had that, uh, Spider-Man deal where he got Spider-Man for free basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, he was like asking what games you should buy. And I was really telling him to buy Detroit and he was like, yeah, maybe. And I was like, here, you know what? You're like five minutes from our house. I'll just bring it over and you can borrow it and play it while you're here. And he finished it in like two days and just could not stop talking about it. And so... It's just exciting. I get really happy when people enjoy that game because it was. I thought it was really good. I hope that we see more from that studio, or at the very least, I hope we see people from that studio. If the studio doesn't do as well because of recent things, I hope people at least leave that studio and go on to do you know Sony great things. Buy it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> well, because I mean, like that could happen too. Because like Oxenfree, that that studio, um, was it Night School? I think Night School Studio. Um, people that work in The Walking Dead season one end up leaving and oh. making that studio, yeah. you know, so we could totally have people leave that studio and go on to form three other studios that go on to make, you know, so yeah, I just hope we see more from those people because fantastic game, really enjoyed it. I can't wait to replay it. And it really felt like it added a, a sense of gravity and weight to all these decisions. They didn't feel artificial or arbitrary. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, re- I really like I really it. don't want to spoil anything, so I won't. I'll just say I was talking to my wife after she finished it before I did. I finished it like a week later and then I was like, oh, man, what did you think of this place? And she was like, what? I never even went to that place. <laughs> yeah. And I was describing it to her and he was she was like, holy shit. Like, that sounds crazy. Um, 
And um, it was I ended up looking it up to see like what led to that, and it was like like um, I got I basically got spotted, and if I hadn't gotten spotted, like she didn't get spotted, she didn't even go there, you know. And that's just it. It felt like we played different games, and that's just you know. That's yeah, it's cool. a really really huge game, especially for. I kind of wish that Bioware could play this game and then go back and make Mass Effect. Oh my god! You know? <laughs> All right. But anyway, yeah, great game. Everybody should play it. It's fun. It goes on sale a lot. I mean, it was like 20 bucks like a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Um, so lastly, uh, my game of the year. Um, unless something comes out between now and <laughs> and December 31st that uh, sweeps me off my feet, I'm going to go ahead and say Red Dead Redemption 2 is my game of the year. Um, yeah, so I mean, we already touched on how open and just how... The, it's crazily detailed and there are just so many things you can do. But one thing I wanted to point out too is just one of my favorite things about that game is not only playing it, but talking about it and just listening to people's experiences um, that I totally missed. Like that I, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know any of that was possible. Um, like one one thing that a lot of people say, uh, you know, that is that they have like really interesting encounters with the with just random people on the street, you know, and like one story I heard, like somebody was like trapped in a, they were like stuck in a bear trap or something, and they went and they like saved the person, and because you can choose to save them or not, and then like twenty hours later, it turns out that that person was like the gun shop owner and you walk in and he's like oh i remember you from when you saved me at the bear uh, from the bear trap um here have a free gun on me and like the game remembers that like that's so crazy that it's not just this random little encounter and then whatever it doesn't it has no impact like sometimes it it doesn't have an impact but sometimes it does and that's really cool and how it just feels like this this world that is lived in and it's not just these npcs that are just you know walking a planned little route and it's just a circle and that's it like they're living their lives you know and um just uh one little story that happened to me that was crazy like uh i'd i'd killed this animal and i threw it over my shoulder and it was you know my my, my shoulder had blood on it. i think i told this story before but um you know it, that, that the water washed all the blood off of my shoulder and then i was talking to this this guy who was like throwing rocks into a pond because he was having women problems and Arthur was like giving him advice like totally just this optional thing but like these little stories add up and like I haven't finished the game but when you get to the end I imagine that there are these countless stories that you have that sort of amount to this giant package you know and um i just love how weird it gets like i was hunting this legendary bear and i took i killed it finally it took forever and then i i took its corpse to this guy and then this guy like made he like made the bear into like a um, outfit for me and i was wearing his hat like like wearing his head as a hat it was really weird so like yeah it's just there's so much to do in this game and you could totally just not play the story and just explore or you could play the story and the story is really well performed and well acted and everything. So, man, it's, what a freaking game that is. I, I feel like a lot of games, a lot of open world games are going to now like look at Red Dead and be like, oh man, look what we have to do to keep up with that. Until The Last of Us Part 2 comes out. That's not going to be an open world game though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, any final thoughts on Red Dead or any... Any other games we talked about? I did see a little video the other day on Facebook that made me laugh really hard for 10 minutes. What? It was uh, talking about Red Dead Online. Did you guys see No, that? what was the video? It, it, uh, it had uh, that scene from Family Guy where Peter goes into Meg's room with a horse, like riding oh, a horse God. Like, dressed as a cowboy. God damn it, yeah. And uh, Peter was labeled as me, <laughs> and then Meg was just laying in her bed reading a book, and she was labeled as some other Red Dead Online player just trying to enjoy themselves, doing what they're doing or whatever. Yeah. And then Peter like walked in there in the horse, and then kind of backed out, and <laughs> walked back in, and then lassoed her and yelled "Yeeha!" and like dragged. Her <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, this is great," yeah. and I watched it repeatedly for ten minutes. But um, yeah, I haven't played the online yet, but it looks fun. Uh, GTA Five can be fun online. Just depends on we're gonna have to kind of see how Rockstar handles the feedback and criticism they've gotten from GTA Five online, and uh, yeah, it seems like they're not doing that so well before uh, so far with you know like gold bars. Well, they're know, they're working on it. That, it's still it's we'll still see. in beta, so they can kind of use that to their advantage. Um, yeah. One final thing I wanted to say about Red Dead is that I completely understand if it's not for you, like 
it it's a game that you know it's very slow opening up and if you're somebody who yeah, if you're somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of time <laughs> saying, oh, it gets really good 20 hours in, eh, well, that's kind of, you know, like, I can get why you would not want to give it a try. But if you're somebody who appreciates the, the little details and, like, you know, taking things slow and, like, I love that they have the Rockstar had the balls to be like, no, we're going to make it so that you have to hold down a button to, you know, loot a corpse or whatever. It takes a little bit of time. Like, everything's so deliberate and slow and I... That opening was great too. Yeah, I think the I think the opening was great, like as like a story. But playing it, I don't know that it was as fun. And I feel like a lot of people might have dropped off there and not given it a chance. So, yeah, they might, I'm here to be a cowboy, not walk around in the snow. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can get past that, maybe you know, maybe give it a shot. But if not, like if you're somebody who's just like, nope, I want games to immediately grab me and I want to be out of there in 20 hours. Yeah, it's 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 like a slow yeah. burn. It's 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 something that requires some time. You would want to play it, you know, 10 minutes here and there. You'd want to like really sit down and dedicate yourself. Right. To it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's my game of the year. Uh, 2018 has been just a banger of a year, man. Like I thought. I, yeah, I, I didn't think it could get better than 2017, and I don't, I don't know that 2018 was better than it, but but it was pretty much on par with it, I think, in terms of like quality releases. Some people may argue that it was better, um, and it's it's just it's just really awesome to see where this industry is going and like how. I mean, <laughs> like we basically demand perfection, right, from these games, and like a lot of times they deliver on that, and that's really cool. <laughs> so. Like we're asking almost un- for un- unfair, unfair per- like perfection, yeah. and then they're like, oh, "Fine, right, yeah." And then they it. do it. Like, oh man, it's just so crazy. Yeah, and the game awards. I mean, I think that's kind of a thing to briefly just say too is they were really great. Like they keep getting better and better every year. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good. So I'm, I'm excited that those are being embraced by the industry. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So that's our um, game of the year episode here, and you know, like I said, we didn't want to just hash it out and argue about oh red dead's better or god of war's better you know spider-man did like it's just not i don't think it's as important to do that and i think it's more important to just have a discussion so thank you thank you everybody for um sticking with us here while we did that um chris where can people find you on the internet um you can find me at penware rights on twitter and um, I would just like to say uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy oh, New Oh, yeah. Year. That's right. Yeah, if you're somebody who celebrates those holidays, yes. And even if you aren't, I still hope that you have a good time on those days. <laughs> hope, yeah, I hope that time period is, is enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about you, Josh? Where can people find you online? Uh, on Twitter, at Mr. Josh Nichols, where I talk about games and cats and my love of whiskey. <laughs> that's awesome and you can find me on twitter at joseph yaden and you can find my news articles and maybe other things here and there on uh, playstationlifestyle.net so please check that out and thank you again for everybody everybody sticking with us here and let us know what your game of the years are uh, games of the year what you thought about them um maybe you have a controversial one like josh's uh detroit i don't know no no it's not i i really like that game so thank you everybody hope you have a good holiday take care karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician but with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything mom and dad will always be worth it apply today at penfed.org savings federally insured by ncua five dollar minimum to open account to receive any advertised product you must become a member of PenFed. penfed's got great rates for everyone